0: Welcome to the Dag Hewitt Mills Podcast. Dag Hewitt Mills Podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and Mega church pastor, Dag Hewitt Mills. Welcome this Monday evening. You are tuned in to another message from the Supernatural Adventures in God series. Bishop Dag is helping us to realize Christianity can be an exciting journey and that you must seek to experience this for yourself. Today Bishop Dag will teach you three supernatural things that the Holy Spirit will introduce in your life and how pursuing the anointing will bring about new zeal and a sense of adventure to your faith. You will also discover why the Holy Spirit makes all the difference in Christianity and why you should be serious about having the supernatural element in your walk with God. Enjoy the word.
1: are all welcome. And um, those online are also welcome. I'm just assuming that those online are, um, I can see those of you on Facebook. Call your friends who are not in church also to join now. And uh, Facebook guys are working. Let me check the YouTube. Oh, yes. I want the YouTube guys to also come on. Facebook is not bad. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful it's working. So those of us who are here um, and those of us online, God bless you. And it's time for us to address one of the main issues that affects us whilst we are on earth. You know, originally, we would never have worked To eat. You see. Never. Work was never about. Living. Perhaps the best way. You could describe. Work would be like. To look at the life of the queen. Or the life of the. Royal family. Like. You know, when they are born, they own castles. You get it? And they have millions of whatever. If you go to England, or you go to London, that there's a sign on some roads and some buildings, and it, says, it, it shows you that it's a crown estate. It belongs to the crown. It's, it's for the crown. Most of the important streets, the buildings belong to the crown. Before you are, when you are born, you are in it. So they are not really going to school, do you see, for, to, to get a master's so that they can get a job. Yes. Or that someone will take them and they work for somebody or work in some company. No, 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 no. So that's how we would all have been We just work like if it's for food What you eat What you drink, where you stay Oh Those things are normally there But after the curse After the curse Trees that were bearing fruit Every month Now once a year The fruit comes And some don't come at all have you seen a mango tree where the fruit doesn't come at all yeah i have and I know them personally <laughs> so it's it's not been easy since the case all right, and um I think uh Since the case, I think um, we are seeing, all right, I'm watching my YouTubers now. Okay, I can see YouTubers are online. It's good. I'm watching everybody. You know, those who are here, those who are not here. All right, yeah. YouTube is doing better than Facebook. Yeah, YouTube is doing better than Facebook this morning. You think I don't know tens <laughs> you know, One of the surprises is how many people are online Instead of being here It's amazing Anyway, all of us online I hope you are listening Alright, can I see the people online? I went, yes I hope you are really listening to all that we are talking about because it's very important that you really listen to the causes of poverty. Yes. Because I believe the reason why we are working is now to overcome this poverty. Amen. So, in my book, He That Hat, I want to recommend this book to everybody. Please, if you are in this church, all right? And you don't have the book. I want to give it to you today. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. You don't have. You don't have the book on your on your phone. Because we gave everybody to have the books on your phone. And you can use your phone. You don't have to use. use your even use your iPad. And maybe, maybe I should use my phone to preach so that you you, you see that we just, the phone works can use your phone. Yes. Should I just use my phone? Okay, I can use my phone. It's not a problem. Now, the curse that has been thrown into the world has to be overcome. And we have to eat, drink, and hopefully have something extra now, how many of you realize that your parents are not giving you an inheritance? Like you didn't inherit anything much. Raise your hand. Or you can even see. Because even now, there's a struggle. How much more to die and leave something for you? You get what I'm saying? All right. So um those of you online call your neighbors call your friend who is not watching tell them that we are on church has started so you need to sit down don't fry a lot of things and cook a lot of things at this time sit down and be part of the service in a serious way maximum is a cup of tea that you can put by your side that's the privilege of being a woman being in church but to be eating oil, palm nut soup, and palm oil, and whatever at this time, whilst we are having, I don't think it's the right thing. All right. Now, why is it that? in the world that we are in where there's so much difficulty and poverty some people are going to remain poor and going to remain in difficulty the answer is in my book so as soon as we close service I think which corner is going to give the books I'm going to give you all my books free of charge if you are here don't have them i'm going to give them all to you all right on your phone or your ipad in the podcast corner that's where we do electronic things there's a wi-fi there especially for that so please when we close come back. those of you online i don't know how to do it for you where, where you are all right now i'm reading my book myself and understanding it a bit better it says research reveals the traits that lead to intractable poverty. And then there are two points, three points in the book. Number one, it says intractable poverty is explained by a lack of knowledge. Lack of good skills in conjunction with laziness. Three things. Lack of knowledge, lack of skills, and laziness. Amen. Or in conjunction with laziness. Alright? Then there's a second point. I wish you, I don't know if you have the book and you can tend to it In your phone. To look at it with me. Alright. I'm preaching from the little book called. He that hath. That's it on the screen. Right there. He that hath. To him shall be given. And he that has not. Even the small one that he has. Shall be taken away. From him. Okay. So when it says he that hath. To him shall be given. It means that. Somebody who has political victories in his family. If you are, let's say, um, a family called Bush, and you had a president in your family, you're likely to have another president. Or Kennedy, you are like to have another Ken- president. Or Rawlings, you'd like to have another Rawlings president. Or Mahama, you like to have another Mahama. And, and so on and so forth. Do you get what I'm saying? But if, I don't know, what's your name? If your name is what? Yes, what your name is. It's not likely that there will be easily a president. More likely from the one who already has. Do you see? So he that has shall have more given to him. Yes. He that has already a president is likely to have more presidents. He that doesn't have a president is likely not to have a president in his family. Are you there? Look at the scripture, beautiful. Scripture, scripture, scripture. He that hath to him shall be given and he that hath not from him shall be taken even that which he had. Do you see? I think President Akufu was there not another President Akufu before? Uh huh. His father was also a president. His father was a president, prime minister. Yeah. President he was a president. So it's more likely uh-huh, that another person is going to be a president from the same family. It's it's, 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 it's a rule. He, he he That is rich. It's like your family is rich. It's more likely that there'll be more rich people from your family. Mm-hmm. More likely. Like there will be more rich of your family with the same name. And he that is poor, that has not. Do you see? You would have thought that would let there be one rich person from that family to balance things a bit. But it's more likely that there will be more poor people. Maybe they will even get poorer. And when there's a poor country. And people that cannot build their own roads and their own toilets and their own infrastructure and who are indebted to the whole world hopelessly and endlessly. It's more likely that they'll be more hopelessly indebted and hopelessly worse off in the next 40, 50 years than those who have so much. And those who don't make phones and don't make cars, and don't make televisions, and don't make microwaves, and don't make fridges. It's more likely that even wheelbarrows and other things that they are even already making, or even garment factories that they are already doing, will even be closed. It's more likely that those ones will even be closed in the next years to come. And those who have a lot and are making televisions, this, this, that, they'll be making mobile planes for car users and mobile cars that fly and more things, more. I mean, this is what Jesus said. And practically, you see it everywhere. But you see, if you go a little below that statement and go a little deeper and ask yourself that, Or even research, which is what this book is showing. That's why I, the point is not so clear in the book. Because it's not so clear because I was trying to show that it was research that was done. It's not what I think. So I've quoted from research that has been done where there's poverty that doesn't go. And what it's saying is that a lack of knowledge, lack of skills... You see, lack of knowledge, even the knowledge that if you give it shall be given to you. Lack of skills, even the skill of giving, the skills to work. You get it. You know, just finishing school and saying, know, I've got a degree in sociology, you realize that you lack skills. What, what skill do you have? I mean, thank you for your, your degree. That's why a, a degree in law, you still lack skills till you've, gone to, you've done the bar or a PhD. When you have a PhD, you have a skill you can teach. When you've done the bar, you can go to court and you, can, you have a skill of going to court. When you just have a degree, you lack a skill. You lack any skill. Skill to do what? What can you do? When you just have a degree in sociology, you have some knowledge more than somebody who just finished JSS or whatever. So you are better off. But you can see that the more knowledge you have and then also a skill, something you can do, now starts to upgrade you. Somebody selling oranges or pepper, you see, may lack knowledge. Somebody selling pepper and tomatoes, the only skill he has is the skill of harvesting tomatoes. That's all. Which is not much of a skill, but to make a Samsung phone. You need a whole lot of skills and knowledge, which we just don't have. Causes of poverty that doesn't go away. I'm just trying to explain it to you. Yeah. We lack skills. That, that's, so that's one of the things. is You have people coming to Bible school. They read things and they have knowledge. But they lack the skill of ministry. It takes a skill to gather people and make a church. And that skill of doing a church... You see, it's, it's a skill that is wanted all over the world. If you learn it well, it's a skill that you can gather 1,000 people in Los Angeles, 1,000 people in New York, 1,000 people. If you have that skill and the knowledge. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, you see, I'm, as I'm standing here, I'm using knowledge that I've learned personally, not from school but from my personal work with God, and then the scale of pastoring, the scale of being an apostle, planting churches, the scale of teaching—it's not just the knowledge of I know this verse, I know this verse, I know that verse, or I pass this exam, or I passed that. Exam. There's a scale that I'm actually using to run the church, and to run—it's a scale. You it, see, people can't have branches. There's a scale to have many branches. It's a scale. It's a knowledge and a skill. How to do. That's why most of my books have how to do something about it. I'm trying to impart skills to people. So that the skills they have will help them to have something. And that's why people don't respect what it means to be in the ministry. To be in the ministry. Look at me. Medicine is not a skill that I, it's not a, I, I learned it up to a point. But the skill that I have is ministry. That's my skill. That's what I've written about. The skill of writing a book. The skill of publishing the book. I must must have some skill to have almost 40 million of my books. In circulation and with. In different languages. I must have some kind of a skill. So people watch and they don't realize that there needs to be a skill. There needs to be knowledge. I hope you've opened to the book and you you, can you see the part, the points there? Research reveals the traits that lead to intractable poverty. It's bold. Can you see it? And point number one says, there are three points in this section. It says intractable poverty is explained by a lack of knowledge and a lack of good skills in conjunction with laziness these three things are widely given as the main cause of poverty these three things are given as the main cause of poverty yeah so if you see a pastor and the church is not working, you see, there is a problem of lack of knowledge, or lack of skills, or laziness. Yes. Three. And it's true. It's always true. It's always true. You lack, you lack knowledge. And so I went to Bible school for four years. You may have passed an exam, you have got the knowledge, but you don't have the skills. Or you may have had the knowledge, have the skill even, but you are lazy. you don't have any at all. I don't have knowledge. You don't have the skills and you, and you are lazy. Now, point number two explains a little more what is the laziness. Look at point number two. I hope you have the book, He That Hath Shall Have More. It's a very good book. It's one of my favorite books. What does it say? It says, intractable poverty is most notably caused by laziness, which is characterized by, number one, a low interest in a good life. Now you would think that um, everybody has an interest in a good life, but uh, it's not true. When you travel around to many of the villages and the towns, they don't, many people who live in certain places don't want anything different. They're okay with it. That's why year after year elections come on and they actually vote. I mean, you see them quarreling over 27,000 versus 25,000 votes. You know, this one has 16,000 votes and this party had 13,000 votes or this party are quarreling over at the remotest place where everybody goes to toilet outside in the open air. You know, one time we had a crusade somewhere and uh, on the last day it rained. And when we got to the crusade, you know, the next know, the, the, the next day, of the day, it must have been the next day, you, you, would, you, would, you would think that you are in a public toilet where most of the people had running stomach. In fact, actually, a lot of people have running stomach when they go to public toilet. That's why they even go there, because it's an emergency. And emergencies are caused by running stomach, like explosive diarrheas. Yes. Now, when a lot of different people, different combinations come to a public toilet, and everybody releases his explosive emergency into the place, and you go near the place, yeah, you'll, be, you'll, be, you'll be shocked. This is how the crusade field was smelling. Not knowing that, you see, because the weather is so hot over there, when people poop, poo it's dried up, it becomes something like some dry, whatever, the heat is like heated feces. So it's very dry and there's no smell. But now it had rain and then it was like, it was explosive. And it's like, that's the characteristic in the whole area and you see plastic bags littered all over the place as if it's planted grass. Those are toilets that have been also wrapped and placed there beautifully. Amazing. You may think I'm imagining, I'm saying, I'm creating a story. Some of you think I'm just creating a story. I will not even, in fact, I'm going. No, I think you are not interested. Maybe the things, you think I'm making things up. Let's share the grace and let's share the grace and program. These are real places. Real places. And I'm saying that there's a lack of interest in a good life. Amazing. Number two passivity. Yeah. It's okay. They are cool about everything. It's all right. We'll just be here like that. Number C, a lack of motivation and in- initiative. So many of the people who have, who are motivated and have initiative come to the city. They, they move from those places and come to the capital cities. That's why we have slums. There are people that have been motivated to move. They, where they are, they said there's no hope here. No matter what, let me just move to the city. So they move to town. That's why the city is getting bigger and bigger. Accra now extends up to Suhum. If, if you are coming from the north and you reach Suhum, you are coming to Accra. From Suhum to Accra, it's light. There's light. The whole city has joined to Accra. Yes. Soon, Accra will be like Mumbai or one of those huge cities. D a low intellect. I didn't I didn't say. Look, I think if 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 people feel that I'm 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 I'm, maybe I'm insulting somebody. Uh Okay. A low intellect. Then, number E, dependency thinking. You depend, this is what they are are defining laziness. What they call laziness is all these things dependency thinking and reliance on assistance from others. So, the pastors who are poor, I'm talking of my own little pastors. That we have. have. When you talk to them, when they are not doing well, they are expecting something to come from somewhere. Oh, they will send from the headquarters. They will come and do this. They will build this for us. They will build that for us. They will do this for us. Dependency thinking. Reliance. And you see the governments which have that reliance on outside help. Loans from this, help from this, loan from that, loan from that. Can never, you, you can never rise out of poverty. No one rises out of poverty by that. Yes. So, unfortunately, you even have some countries where when you are appointed to the government, your mind is that your duty is to get a loan or secure a loan for a project. But you know, no one has ever thought of, can we possibly... Do a project without a loan. Is there anything possible like that? Uh, but you see, for me, because of my experience, going to Barclays Bank and asking them for a loan to build the church at Collegono, and they said no. Since then, dependency thinking has been bombed out of my mind. And reliance on assistance from others has also been bombed out of my mind. My mind is that no one will ever help us. So why don't we roll up our sleeves and see what we can do and cut our coat according to our size. But you see, it came from the experience of going to a bank and the bank said no. They said we cannot sell your church if you don't pay. You don't have any collateral. When we can't sell the church, it won't work well if we want to sell the church to get our money back. So we won't give you the loan. And that was the end of loans for me. So, I don't know whether this applies to anyone here. Maybe those online are more interested. I think the online people, I don't know whether you are more interested in what I'm saying. I hope you are. Dependency thinking. Dependency. You can't depend on people. All right. Now, it's not easy to be... uh, not have a dependency thinking when you are down. Because, look, when you see a person who is richer and you are poor, what is the name of that film, that guy? Uh, uh, Yeah, Will Smith's film. In Pursuit of Happiness. Perhaps it's the best movie to watch to understand what it's like when you are down And there are people who are up. It it, it may be worth watching to have a feeling of what it's like. Because people are out there hoping for one CD. Just one CD. And when you lose 20 CDs, you don't notice it. Your 10 CDs is missing, and you don't know. And you what? I think I'm talking to rich people who don't really I'm talking to some rich people they don't really relate with this message. (laughs) Oh yes. So it's important and I want to say I'm speaking to all my children in the church that's why sometimes when you say you finish school, you come with your degree. So what do you do? Philosophy. What do you do? Sociology. What do you do? Masterology. What do you do? Sympalology. Oshibalaku. <laughs> Bijibology. And I say, it's nice. But you need sometimes a little more knowledge and what a scale a scale a scale in something you get it and i am teaching my life's work is to teach people the skills of ministry because you know how many people i, I employ with my so called pastoral work many many people are employed in about 90 countries all over the world, in Europe, in America, all over they are all my employees from this skill of doing ministry. Yeah. That's a big organization. So I'm just trying to I'm just trying to advertise the fact that ministry is a great skill, if only you can learn it, and if you'll be <laughs> humble enough to see that to be in the ministry is a skill on its own. Uh, people despise it. But don't despise the ministry. Don't despise it. Don't despise it. Yes. And you see, the reason why sometimes people look down on some uneducated people, some of the prophets, they look down, they feel, that, oh, who is this guy? And so, but you see, he has a skill. He has a skill. And he's using his skill. And his skill is leading to him being prosperous from his skill of being a prophet who can see, who can preach, speak. A prophet is just a spokesperson for God. He speaks what God says. Ah, people are jealous of them. Uh, they, when they sit in the same business class, they say, ah, why do this mean guy who is he see? You are sitting with your PhD in whatever, or your this, whatever, and you think that's the only skill that that can put you in a business class. There are other skills apart from secular skills. We have spiritual skills which draw people, and people are blessed by those skills that they have to minister, to pastor, to preach, to prophesy, to be prophets. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. These are spiritual skills. And that's what Anakazu is teaching people. Anakazu is teaching people those skills. You know, I was in the north of Namibia. And a young man came to me and said, I have a church here. When I came back from Anakazo, I was in Anakazo Bible School, I think for three or four years. I came back and I have a church here. He says there's over 300 members in my church, in the north of Namibia, in the north. As you see in the U.D., he's not in Lighthouse or in his own church. He came back and he was telling me of the great works that he's doing, because he came to account when he's got him both the knowledge and the skills, and he's not lazy. He's a hardworking guy. Yeah, hard, he's not having the dependency thing. He's thinking that something is going to come from somewhere. How many are realizing the causes of poverty are quite clear for us to see? A lack of knowledge, a lack of skills, and laziness. This is it. And they define the laziness. Laziness is defined as all this passivity and dependency thinking, reliance on assistance from others. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Is it exciting? Yeah. How many are realizing that there are some things you have to correct about your life? Isn't it? Yes, you are relying on something, hoping something is going to come from somewhere. But I believe that God is giving us wisdom and knowledge. Amen. So this afternoon, I want us to take out a special offering with a skill of giving. You know, shall I just give you a little key about it? Key of giving. Hmm? I think these people are not so interested. Maybe online will be more interested. online yes. are you there? Oh, beautiful. Can you see me? Yes. Online. I'll give you a key in giving. A skill. skill of giving. Amen. Now, what is that key? You see, when you are giving to something that is your own, You never feel you have given. And you give more easily and endlessly. What do I mean? When you are paying your child's school fees, do you say, I've sowed a seed in your life? As I'm sending you to this school, I'm sowing a seed in your life. Remember this seed that I've sowed in your life. Do you you think that way? Do you talk that way? No, because it's your own child. When you buy clothes for your child or something that is for your, your own, You see, you don't say, I'm sowing a seed. If you have your wife and you love your wife, you are buying something for yourself, I'm sowing a seed in your life. I'm sowing a seed. May this seed bring a good harvest. Hmm. Sounds a little strange. So whenever something is for you, the mind of seed goes away. And the freeness to give and to express yourself comes because it's for you. Now, if you start to own the church, you see, that's why people have found it ge- easier to give to build some of these buildings. Because they realize that it's actually your church. I mean, it has nothing to do with anybody. I may never see it in my lifetime. Many of the churches i built I may never see. Yeah, I don't know when I'll go there, but I'm happy that it's done. I, I remember Cape Town, you know, how I followed them to build the Cape Town building. I used to call them in the middle of the night. Sometimes I'm praying I'll call them. I said, look, we need it. We almost bought a cinema building, but then the people in the area came together and said they wouldn't sell it to us at the last minute. I used to call them. I used to call them. Finally, they got a land and they built a beautiful cathedral. If you can show it, if you have a picture. Finally, we got a land and we built a beautiful cathedral in Cape Town. I've never been there, but I'm happy. I never called them again to worry them about it because I'm just happy that it's done and it is there. To God be the glory. Amen. it's a long time they had me calling them and calling them to, wake, to worry them. up have to wake them in the middle of the night about a building in Cape Town. But I, I just wanted the church. I wanted us to have a church there, building in Cape Town. Yeah. And all these other churches, that is it. I don't have to go there, you see. So once you feel it is yours, you don't feel you are giving. So try to own the church. Yes, try to own the church and see the church as something that will be there for you, for your pa- your children, your whole family. But where you have this mind that okay, I'm just here. That's the church building. I think they finally found it. Yeah. Is it a drawing or it's a it looks like a it's a real thing. Oh. Yeah, that's the offices on the right and this is the Cathedral. Inside. Cannot show us inside. There are pictures inside. Come on. Work harder. All right? Faster. Laziness is what? Laziness is what? Lack of motivation. Dependency thinking. Lack of initiative. Passivity. Amen. Wow. Everybody take some ownership in the church your mind will never be that i'm sowing a seed of 20 cities Can you sow a seed of 20 cities god is going to bless take out your offering take out your special offering and let's pray over it ah that's cape town they finally showed us the inside that's it. beautiful yeah that's the inside with real people Real souls. That's the inside of our Cape Town. I've never seen it before. I've never been there, but I'm happy that it's there. How many are also happy that it's there? And you ask, yourself, what does it do for me? To me, I've done something that look. Look at it. This, yeah, beautiful, amazing. It's done. It's done. When it's done, it's done for eternity. It's a song like that, huh? Is that not amazing? Beautiful. Take your offering. Let's give. I feel God is delivering you from the wickedness of intractable poverty. It's going out of your life permanently. 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 Father, thank you. As we build your church, every one of us giving, 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 helping, Donating, we thank you that you are blessing us and giving us good things in return. We know that we would never have really worked for food, we never have worked for food, but now because of the curse, we are working. But we pray that as we sow this seed, there will be supernatural input into our life, into our finances. Bless everyone bless us Lord financially and those online we pray that Lord you bless everyone watching on YouTube, Facebook, everywhere thank you thank you thank you for this blessing in Jesus name, Amen
2: Hallelujah Hallelujah First Love Church are you doing okay? it's time for the word of God Are you enjoying the first love experience? Oh, I can't hear you. Are we in the wrong church? Are you sure? Well, it's time for the word of God. And um, we are, how many of you are expecting something from God? The Bible says the expectation of the righteous will not be cut off. God expects us to expect something. And this afternoon, I'm expecting to hear from God. I'm expecting to be guided by God. I'm expecting a miracle. Amen. And so before our prophet comes up, we want to sing, I expect a miracle today. How many of you expect a miracle? I expect God to do something wondrous. I expect God to do something wonderful. Let's sing it. I expect a miracle today. Nothing is
3: impossible. Nothing is impossible to those who Sing it if you believe it I believe I this word is still the same And I expect I expect God to do something this afternoon a report today the word I expect a miracle I expect God to move I expect God to speak I expect God to do something today to those who believe and say I believe in my heart God is still the same
0: his word
3: is still the same and I expect I expect a miracle and I expect a miracle. A shout of praise if you believe it. Give the Lord a shout of praise. The pastor, our prophet, bishop, dad, he would, hallelujah! Come on, give God praise. I expect a miracle. Do you expect a
1: miracle this afternoon? Father, we are excited and grateful for today and the opportunity that we have to be at this first love experience. Thank you for your mighty power. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your glory. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Are you excited? Right. Today I'm going to share with you for just a short time. For certain important reasons So Our subject Is about becoming And entering the supernatural life Amen And as soon as you do that You Become supernatural Exciting John chapter 3 verse 7 Exciting supernatural Adventures in God, Amen. Marvel not that I said unto thee, You must be born again. Amen. Verse 8, the wind bloweth where it listeth, thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Amen. You know, the more connected you are to the Holy Spirit, the less clear, the less clear, and the less Obvious and sometimes even understandable, you will be. Because he said, when you are born of the Spirit, no one hears the sound of the voice. All right? Hallelujah. Now, in The Bible says that the wind blows where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh or whither it goeth. You can't really say. Because spiritual things are different from physical things. And the real world is the spirit world. This is a very temporary world. I don't even know why we are here because it's like a very short time do you see that will be put here now you think about it why would God make himself a spirit which is unreal and we who are nothing make us in the real world where we are physically here have you thought about it how can that be God is in the real world and the real The real world is not real. That is the spirit. In the spirit world. And then we rather are in the real world. How? So it shows that the real world is there. In the spirit. And the unreal world is rather what we have. And it's true. The way people die and just lie down still. And don't move again. And they look exactly the same as they look when they were alive. But they don't move at all. And then after 40, 50 years, they dissolve into just a little bit of powder. It shows how unreal this world is. It was a very short, powdery existence. Are you with me? Now, how your life is supposed to go, Do you see, is... Determined by the Holy Spirit and by you. It's determined by the way things go normally in this world. But if you trust God, you can enter an abnormal life. Yes. You know, when Bishop edoku was preaching... At my son's funeral, he told us a story of how they were at a J Church camp, and the presence of the Holy Spirit was there. And then he suddenly saw that David was talking to somebody. They didn't know who was he talking to, and they didn't know what was going. He was saying, "Oh no, please, I'm afraid," or something, you know. And then afterwards, he told him how they were called a Golden Beam. I was standing in front of him and telling him what he had been called to do and what he was supposed to do to serve God. And he was saying, oh, no, I'm afraid. Please, I'm afraid, and so on. You see, the call of God invites you to a life and a world. Am I I in the right church? Please give me some volume on this. The call of God invites you to a realm and to a different life from how you would lead your life naturally as it's going. This is your normal course. This is the normal life of a lady who grows up in Ghana, goes to Legon, goes to Tech, does this, 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 and becomes this and that. This is the normal of a young boy who goes to school here, goes that, does this, this, this. then. Then, at a point in your life, if you are lucky or fortunate and God interrupts that life, that very ordinary life, he would interrupt it and then your life will not go as normally a life is going. But your life, not, I'm not talking about changing from sin, to Christ, I'm talking about even in Christ like just becoming a supernatural, having a supernatural life you'll find out that when the Holy Spirit when God interrupts your life and you enter whatever God is leading you into or bringing you into, you get it you start to have number one a more exciting life. Excit- Everybody say excitement. Now, and I know this doesn't, this doesn't appeal to traditional people. Because excitement is not very traditional. Do you see what I'm saying? Excitement is not like it's exciting. Uh-huh. More traditional people, like if you are celebrating your birthday, you may want to I mean, go to let's say La Palme Beach Hotel, rent the place, arrange tablecloths with special things on the table, and have a party with glasses and so on. And everybody comes and says, "This is your thirtieth birthday, or fortieth birthday, or fiftieth, or sixtieth, or seventieth, whatever." Maybe that is tradition, but maybe something more exciting. Maybe that you want to climb Mount Everest. <laughs> oh yes but somebody who doesn't want exciting things will say that ah but we heard the last time so many people died at Mount Everest and all that uh-huh. yes that's the whole point so don't go there at all I wouldn't advise you to go there it's very dangerous but I'm talking about something exciting oh yeah something exciting Something that is unusual. How many want a usual life? You work at Ministry of Foreign Affairs, Ministry of Finance, Ministry of Information, Ministry of whatever. You rise, you become a principal officer, assistant principal officer, director, assistant director, and then eventually be a manager. And maybe you become a minister. That's a normal life. But something exciting something adventurous and I think that's why people go into politics because politics is more exciting than the um, regular job that goes along a certain formatted way because in politics you can't tell what's going to happen oh yeah you can't tell whether it's going to work out. And I think sometimes rich people are bored. They don't know what to do. So if they are not spiritual, they may, the politics is something, you know, go around campaigning, convincing this, and it may work, it may not work. And the election itself, there's so much tension. It's, it's almost like a World Cup type of match. You don't know who's going to win. Yeah, that's how it is. When they win, they are so happy and all that. It doesn't change much, but it, it, they're happy. God wants to make your life exciting. Oh, yes. And normal girls, you just have 24 boyfriends and maybe you, marry, maybe you marry one of them. Or give birth with some rich man somewhere. Isn't it true? God wants to give you more, something more exciting than that. Than being used as a waste paper. Whatever. Only to be dumped and thrown away. Some of the guys don't even want to know your name. God has something more exciting for you. Over again. Alright. Yeah. Or you are a, a guy who is just going around from... One hand to another. You are a cockerel. You are a mighty cock. Going from hand to hand. Playboy. Wow. It takes more excitement to even control yourself. Yeah, to control yourself. So that I I have not succumbed to this thing and become just a normal person. God is going to bless you. Yeah. And then also supernatural. Yes, something supernatural. So God wants to give you a supernatural life, like what the Bible says, whatever is born of the Spirit. Born of the Spirit. Amen. Yeah. Now, how do you enter this supernatural life? One of the main ways is through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Through the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Acts chapter two. Beautiful. Now, the Apostles' lives were boring. They had followed Jesus and they were disappointed that he had died. Do you see? Which is a normal thing. You follow somebody and the person dies. Oh, so sad. we go for his funeral and we are sad for some time. Soon we forget about him. But, Acts chapter 2 verse 1, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, There came a sound. Are you ready for suddenly? There came a sound from heaven. As of a mighty rushing wind. Oh yes. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. Do you believe in such things? Spiritual sounds. Sound of wind. Some of the winds you see are spiritual winds. Some of the things you hear, they are spiritual things you are hearing. You see, one of the ways to contact the spirit world is to believe and know that some of the things which are natural, which you are sure are natural, are actually spiritual. How would we know that this sound of the wind which you are hearing is a spiritual wind? And not just the wind bringing the rain from the sea. How do we know? That's why there are spiritual scents. I'm going to teach you about scent. Smelling. You can smell. There are certain smells you can smell in the spirit. In the realm of the spirit. And there are certain things you can hear in the realm of the spirit. Jesus said, as I hear, I do. He was always hearing. it's not only mad people who hear. Normal people who are filled with the Holy Spirit hear. They hear the voice of God. So there was suddenly a wind. You see, now your life is changing. Some of the winds are not just winds. How you know is the master key to entering the supernatural is to believe and know, not only believe, but know that some of the things, the natural things, are spiritual things. You see, why would the Bible say when Samuel heard the voice of God, he came to a more experienced spiritual person. And the more experienced spiritual person told him that, look, when you hear that thing, that you think I am the one calling. It's because it always looked like a physical, natural thing. But I have to believe and not believe, but know that some of the things are not. It's the same like a voice. A actually spiritual voice. So the more experienced person told him, next time you hear the voice, eh, I'm telling you, it's not me. It's not a physical voice. It's a spiritual voice. Say, respond to it. Because anything you don't honor, you don't respect, it goes away. Like me, if you don't respect it, you don't honor me. I just move away. My way to respond to disrespect is to move away. When people don't respect me, I silently move away. I just slink away. I don't don't need to continue to experience that. Disrespect doesn't anger me. It discourages me. Why would God tell you next time there are visitors, entertain them well, they may be angels. It's because the the spiritual thing and the natural thing, you must always know that the physical thing you are seeing could be a spiritual thing. Even a person who you are talking to could be an angel. Even a voice you are listening to could be a spiritual voice. Yes. I think maybe we should share the grace. Because I don't think, I don't think that you want to hear such things this morning. Is it, is, it, is it too deep for you? I think those people on that side are not interested in what we are talking about. I, how many minutes do I have left? How many minutes? Yes, I have only fifteen. Thirteen. Yes, I have only thirteen minutes left. So if you don't hurry up with your understanding of what I'm saying, you you miss out. I think this should be more of a revival message than this this group here. This is what I feel. This is more something I should talk about at Revival. Hmm. Okay. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind. Expect to hear all sorts of supernatural things happening in your life soon and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like a fire and it sat upon each of them fire 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 on your head 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 receive the fire of God on your head you know Years ago, Idahosa, Archbishop Idahosa, came to Ghana the last time, two weeks before he died. And he came to action. He came to Mama Christi Doe's church. And then through the grace of Bishop Duncan Williams, I was put in the front seat of their car. I was standing there. He said, I should jump in. And I jumped in. And I'll be sure Idahosa was at the back. And he was also at the back. And he told the driver, go to lighthouse. Wow. And he brought Idahosa from Kaneshi to Koligono. Oh, yes. I was just standing, I was standing outside the car. I was one of the masses outside the car. And I was called in. You'll be called in soon. It looks natural. And then they drove all the way to Kolegono. I I don't even remember the type of car it was. But I was excited. When we got there, the Grace Tower was under construction. And then Kolegono Cathedral itself was there. And when Idahosa walked into the hall, he said, this is a mighty work. Kneel down. He asked me to kneel down. Right in the middle of the church, kneel down. And he called his assistant or servant, give me oil. And he had a small oil like this. It was in a small vial. You know, when we are not, we use bottles, but they don't, you know, so he brought a small, thing like that, and he poured it on my head like that. My head, you see, at exactly where I put my hand, began to bend. So I, I thought that it was an acid. He had poured acid in my, on my head. Receive your fire gifts from the Lord. Yes. Yes. You see, fire started to burn on my head. Fire started to burn on my head. Yeah, and he prayed for me. And Two weeks later, he was gone from this. Oh, yes. He went to four places, and this was one. Those of you who break relationships, if I had not had a good relationship with Archbishop Duncan Williams, I don't think he was an Archbishop then. He was not. He would not have he would not have told me to get into the car. Yeah, he would not have told me. How would I get into the car? But there were so many people around the car. Hundreds of people. And I was also there. Get in. Told his driver, open the door, let him come in. I got into the front. It was two weeks the Lord was going to remove him from the earth. He was going around depositing anointings, like how Elijah was uh, depositing the mantles and moving off this world. Yes. Oh, yes. Two weeks later, I got a call. That bishop is dead. That died this morning was drinking juice and he just, just died in a in the, in the chair. Supernatural things start to happen and ex- an exciting life begins to unfold. Amen. And the anointing that he had. You know one day I was in a hotel in England with uh, Archbishop Idahosa and he told me that 70% of pastors in Africa are his products of all pastors in Africa. They are either his products or products of his products. Oh, yeah, this is what he told me. And, it, and it's true. It was true at that time. Yeah. Today, many pastors in Africa are also my products or products of my products. I don't know how many, but they are. Yeah. Many towns they are my products or products of my products. You will soon be repeating the words of your father to your amazement. Yes. Now there appeared unto them clothing tongues of fire. Do you know something that monkey says? I'll tell you something that Bonkey says. Ronald bonky Ronald bonky says that every man had his own flame. Everyone had his own flame on his head. It wasn't a joint flame. Everyone had a flame. You see, everyone has to have that flame for yourself. That coming alive, that fire, and that personal contact with the Holy Spirit, that you see that it's a personal relationship and a personal interaction. Bunky always says it, every one man, one flame, one man. You hear Bunky lifting his hand and waving, one man one, one man, one flame, one man, one flame. Everybody has his own personal interaction with the Holy Spirit. Yes. One man, one flame. When I see people trying to lead people astray, I always say to myself, if this person doesn't have his own personal convictions, that he deserves to be caught and taken captive by whoever is taking him. Yes. Because no one can take you captive and take you away from your church, take you away from your calling, push you out of where God has called you. If you have your own flame, you have your own personal relationship with the Holy Spirit and with God, no one is coming to take you anywhere. If you can be captured, you are as gullible as that, where somebody can just speak some words to you and lead you away, then you deserve to be taken. Because you did not develop one man, one flame. He even went on to say something like, it's like you can't even share anointing. No one is giving anybody anointing. But it's everybody in his own flame. Yes. So if you don't have your own flame on your head, then you deserve to be captured. Yes. And that's why I'm teaching you to embark on your own personal adventure in God. Yes, your own personal adventure in God one man, you see I am anointed with my own personal experiences I don't have the. the I have my personal convictions and my personal directions my personal interactions with the Holy Spirit personally that's what has brought me here and if you yield to it, you become something like I was giving you the story that Bishop Oko was saying, which I had also not heard before. That you see. You know, there was a man man of God, you know, he was fooling in the world all along. He was fooling in the world. Fooling. I mean, when you see videos, of how he was in the world. When he, when he decided to be a pastor, people couldn't believe it. He's dancing and he's fooling in the world when he decided to be a pastor, people couldn't believe it. So one day somebody interviewed and asked, so how... Oh, how do you become a pastor? He said, I had an encounter with Jesus. He said, really? He said, yeah. He said, what happened? He said, he appeared to me. He said, I appeared to you? How did he appear? He said, as you are sitting here, that's how he appeared to me. That was the end of my, my world of whatever. That was the end. That was the end. He, com- I mean, he, he was converted into a completely different human being. You can't even believe. And I think his conversion was, a I mean, shocking. That's what happens when you yield to supernatural Holy Spirit realities and encounters. And when you don't, you carry on along the natural way, which is not going to be any different from anybody else's life. You know, and in this service, the Holy Spirit wants to capture you and take you on a journey and reveal to you many things, many things. Oh, yes. And lead you on a, you know, a a high... You see, look, you people don't know, I'm a medical doctor, like real doctor. The medical school that I went, seven good years, only 50 students in the class. There was only one medical school in Ghana. Only 50 people become a doctor every year. And I was one of the 50. Yeah. No, no, I'm not, it's not about clapping. I'm explaining to you how much of a real doctor I am. But you see, 110... With one flame on my head, and suddenly my whole life is changing. Yes, I pray for you that you give yourself to the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to work with you every day. Oh, I wish I could talk to you, I feel like talking about spiritual smells. (laughs) Say that I'm sure they're going to tell me to go off the stage just now Mm -hmm. then verse 4 and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues beautiful they began to speak with other tongues 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 Amen. How, what a door God has given to you. If you can, take it from me. Me, they prayed for me. It couldn't work. No tongues came. I pray in English I say, oh God, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Oh God, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Oh God, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Oh God. First, they laid hands on me. Yes. There's a guy, his name begins with an O. He came and laid hands on me. No spirit. Oh God, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Oh God, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Oh God, give me the Holy Spirit. Another person came and laid out. Oh God, give me the... Nothing. That's why I know that it's supernatural. One morning, after being prayed for for at least six weeks, and then the Holy Spirit Power entered Dag Heward Mills in Achimota school and I began to speak in a new tongue. And the Holy Spirit in me has been affecting me for a long time. Oh, that's why I encourage you to wake up and pray. Pray, pray in tongues, play music and pray. If you play either songs alone you see if you pray, that those songs are they are talking songs with messages and now they are all available on Apple all the albums all the albums are there and then Kezai and Jolin and the others you can be in the spirit God will be speaking to you through every song it's like they are sitting down and they are rapping you seriously about something in God oh yes oh yes And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I mean, this is the most supernatural thing that can happen to you. Anyone who doesn't pray in tongues and spend time praying in tongues is seriously deficient of the supernatural. Seriously deficient of the supernatural. You couldn't pray in tongues for one episode on Netflix. Like the time you use for Netflix. One epi is it one season or one one episode. One episode. You couldn't pray for one episode. You gotta be serious. One night I woke up. And I, I, I woke up the next, I mean, they woke up in the morning and the security guard, I was staying in my father's hotel. And the security guard told me that a certain man, I don't want to mention his name, but I don't want you to have any prejudices, came there in the night and went around the whole property whilst I was sleeping. And was sprinkling something and speaking a language. And chanting throughout. Then you wake up in the morning. Frying bacon and eggs. Eh? Frying bacon and eggs. When somebody has come to chant. Calling on things. And he told, he said, he went around. You you can go around the way the house is. You can go around. And you just get up and you just go normal moving on like and you are, you are not serious. One of my pastors he said to me when he was in school he told me the cemetery that he went to see a juju man His, Uncle or father took him there. He said, "When they get to the cemetery, the rites are performed on a tombstone, and everybody who comes there strips naked." Are you here? Where is he? Who? Uh, who? Are? He's gone to Sierra Leone. Yeah. He said, "Everybody he said we all strip naked, men, women. We don't know ourselves in the cemetery, and it starts at midnight." <laughs> and they line up. He said, I'm robbers, yeah. wow. students, politicians, everybody, they are all there. They come for the powers. And you go, everybody's in the line, naked. <laughs> Not that I read it somewhere. He's telling me, so he said, I was there. I went for the power. Huh? I was around last week. And you go on the tombstone there. Man will bath you and do everything. And then you go. Beautiful. For powers. And you, you can speak in tongues. And you, you, are, you are doing what? You are eating what? Bacon and eggs. <laughs> hmm. The work you are doing, I tell you, you will not know how people are using supernatural forces as you are relaxing. People, students are using to pass exams politicians are due to win elections footballers yes there was also footballers yes Yes. to make the ball go go straight (laughs) Uh, how many are going to use your supernatural forces oh yes now they were all filled with the holy ghost Everybody starts speaking in tongues. Kandala ndala masha para banda baba. Ma ma sota ka bala baba maloma shadeli Ma lo ma masando la baba ndala ba. Ma le katamba ramanda la bashanda la baba ndala Hala ma ramanda la baba ndala. satoka palenda mela ramba dala masha no ma la Oh, maradala, masando, katela, manara, banashandala, babadala, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now look at verse 13. Verse 13 says, but others mocking. You see, anytime someone goes into supernatural and exciting things for God, people come mocking. Mocking and making fun of what is spiritual. I don't allow anybody to make fun of my spiritual journey. If you don't believe in me, I just excuse myself and move as far from you as possible. Yes. I am only where I am because of the Holy Spirit's power. The Give That Self Holy Conference that is coming on soon. The theme of it. The theme of it is how I came to be anointed. Yes, how I came to be anointed. Yeah. Now, but Peter standing up with eleven, lifted up his voice and said, Ye men of Judea, be this known unto you. For these are not drunken as you suppose. They are not drunk. But this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel and it shall come to pass in the last days says God I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh receive the Holy Spirit upon your flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy ah it seems the young people were chosen first The sons and the daughters shall prophesy. Your daughters shall prophesy. It seems that girls are included as much as boys. I said it seems that girls are included as much as boys. Every girl eh, received the grace to serve God beautifully. Yes. Received the grace. You know, this prophecy is really for the last days because there are many countries where it is women who really lead the way because the men are not, they are not, I don't know what has happened to them. One brother told me in America, he's a pediatrician. He said that it is rare for me to be in the clinic and meet a child with the mother who has a father. There's no father," he says. "It's very uncommon to have a child being brought to the clinic who has a father. There's no fathers, and in the Caribbean, and in many countries, there's no father. Just mothers. Every listen, and God knew that, and so many of these countries, the women who are in charge of so many things." Kaya mola receive power, ladies and gentlemen, both boys and girls, receive the spirit on your life. The spirit on you changes, you changes you, changes you, changes you, changes you, changes you, and uses you. You'll be used by God. Yes, I'll tell you something. In my last part of my ministry, it is girls and children you are the ones going to be Amen. specially used by God. Ladies and children. Yes. And you know how you will be used? Because the spirit will be upon you. It will not be, you are not manifesting childlike things. You are not manifesting um, uh, womanly things. That are some way. You know, one day I saw a young guy, he's a prophet. He calls everybody my son so my son so and so uncle this you know like uncle maybe you say uncle so and so my son come and I realized that in the spirit everybody was his son my son come my son uncle this oh bishop so and so my son and you see point? he's about 30 years old but everybody's his son oh yes the Holy Spirit has made him a father and the Holy Spirit has changed him into a father Receive the spirit and change in your whole life. Oh yes. My God, my God. Why have you not forsaken us? God has not forsaken us. I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons, your daughters, of course the sons are also part. Your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions. And your old man shall dream dreams three supernatural things that are going to just the entrance of them in your life is changing everything for you prophecy dreams and visions did you hear me prophecy dreams The coming of the Holy Spirit is bringing three things into your life. The dimension of prophecy, the dimension of visions, and the dimension of dreams. And it's interesting that old men are uh, having dreams. People don't understand it because the oldest way that God speaks to men is through dreams. Even before the Holy Spirit came. That's the original way that God speaks to men is through dreams. Oh, yes. Whether you have the Holy Spirit or not. It has been the ancient way by which God speaks to men. Oh, yeah. In fact, it's the number one way that God speaks to men because that one's available to everybody. When you go through the Bible, all kinds of unbelievers were having dreams. And God was speaking to them. God was telling them things. Oh, yes. Without the anointing <laughs> and without the Holy Spirit, he was speaking. Dreams is... I, I wish I have more time to teach you about dreams. It's the most... It's the, mo, it's like, it's the number one way that the Holy Spirit, even God speaks to you first. Is it's like the basic that's why the old man is that the original way? <laughs> You're surprised, you see. Oh, yeah. Nebuchadnezzar. Was he a Christian? One of the most wicked men, Nebuchadnezzar. God gave him a dream of the entire. And it was true. It was Daniel who had to come and interpret it. Interpreting dreams is different from dreaming. Dreaming is one thing and interpreting dreams is another. It's a skill. You may dream, but you may not get the interpretation. Matabola. I think I'm talking to the wrong group. I think maybe this is too deep. It's not uh, time for this. And my person has already told me to close. Yeah. Yeah. oh yes if the coming of the son of God was brought in through dreams it must tell you how basic and how important dreams are oh yes a basic method by which God speaks and I want you to expect these three dimensions in your life You see as I'm speaking to you now This is prophecy Prophecy is you speak for God You speak for God It's a dimension And you can sense the Holy Spirit And you can sense the power of the Holy Spirit And you can sense that the words that are being spoken Are not normal words These are not just speeches These are the Holy Spirit speaking Speaking Oh yes Oh yes By dreams By visions then you become supernatural. Oh yes! When 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 the Lord gave me a dream and I saw, it was a vision. You see, it doesn't even matter. I said, a vision of the night, a dream, and he said to me, write a book. He was he was escalating me to a realm. That's right. Just if I would if I would believe, who's going to read my book? And I said, me? Why should I write? So many people have written. Who is going to read my book? No one will ever read my book today. There are few authors who can genuinely say that they have achieved what we have achieved with our almost forty million books—forty million, not the same copy, different, different books in many languages. The first time I was invited because of a book, I read it in a book where Rejoinder said that he started to receive invitations when he published a book called "There Were Two Trees in the Garden." He started to receive invitations. And I was I was thought to myself, Wow, you write a book, and people start inviting you to speak. <laughs> then I received an invitation from Germany, a white man. A white man. He said, I want you to come to my church in Cologne. So I read your book, Loyalty and Disloyalty. He invited me every year to come to Cologne, middle of Germany. Yeah, to speak. White people, not the Ghanaian church. Wow. You know, most Ghanaian pastors, we go to Ghanaian churches. I'm talking about this was a white man with Germans, speaking German. The, I can't even pronounce the name of the church because it's in German. It's also a complex name. My book had made somebody invite me. My book <laughs> you see my life became supernatural yes from a dream write a book write it, I said me, write why your life will become supernatural when you start to respect these three dimensions I'm just leaving you with these three dimensions Are you listening to me? Believe in prophetic words. The Bible says it will be as a light shines in the darkness. He said we are better off to receive. for We have a more sure word of prophecy. More sure word of prophecy. Which is like unto a light shining in a dark place. So you see your life is like being in a dark place. Look at the scripture. It's beautiful. But there's then a prophecy comes, like as I'm preaching, this, a prophecy. Moses was the greatest prophet. It wasn't personal prophecy. All the writings were prophecies. And he said, you have a more sure word, more sure word. Look at it. And you will do well. You will do well. You will do well if you take heed. You will do well if you take heed. As you take heed to a light shining in a dark place. You see, I was in a dark place, and the Holy Spirit said, write a book. (laughs) I I, I became, I I started to have a light. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. One time, a man said to me, I was on a flight. We were coming to Ghana. He said, we were on either Rwanda or Kenya. He said, the whole plane was chatted. Either chatted or the whole whole plane was. Everybody coming to our conference. Chatted. Everybody coming. Oh yeah. Supernatural. So, you will do well. I see you doing well. What I'm preaching to you today, I'm giving you three dimensions to enter. Prophesy. He said, the young men shall prophesy. You shall prophesy. And the old man will dream dreams. Enter your supernatural phase of your life. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Marama, satalambo, And then visions. Visions. I hope everybody is taking your visions seriously and your dreams. Better take your dreams seriously. You don't take dreams seriously. You are not serious about supernatural things. Yes. God has supernatural things, exciting adventures ready for everyone who is going to flow with the dreams and the visions that He has for you. Revelation. Revelation. Your life is becoming supernatural. Oh, you're not just a normal person. Not just a normal student. Not just a normal worker. Not just a normal human being. That a supernatural element is added to your life. A supernatural element is added to your life. Receive a supernatural element added to your life. Receive a supernatural element added to your life. Oh, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Every standing, please. Every standing. Oh, thank you Holy Spirit. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your power. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Supernatural life begins from today. 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 today. Prophecies, 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 dreams and visions. Prophecies, dreams and visions. Prophecies, dreams and visions. Prophecies, dreams and visions. Take it seriously. Take it seriously. Take it seriously. Listen. How come some people take their supernatural encounter so seriously? And others just let it pass. Jesus appears to you and says to you, you must work for me. And somebody takes it that that's the end of my life in the world another person lets it pass by from today he says that's why he said you will do well if you take heed lift your hand and just pray lord i want to do well And take heed to every supernatural guidance that you are giving to me, every supernatural input that you are making into my life. You will do well. You will do well. You will do well. If you take heed, if you take heed to the prophesying, to the visions, and to the dreams, you will do well. I see you doing well as you take heed to the supernatural power. Of the Holy Spirit. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for guiding us, thank you for helping us, thank you for leading us, thank you for doing all that you have done for us. We receive your power into our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed, you want to give your life to Jesus this morning? Maybe somebody invited you to church, but you want to be saved want to be born again i don't know who you are but you want to say jesus save me save me save me jesus if you are here today and you want god bless you just lift it up i want jesus to save me and to change me if you've lifted your hand lift it up high, you want jesus to save you to change you to forgive you to cleanse you if you've lifted your hand, come to me from where you are standing. Just just walk to me from the back, from upstairs, from the side, anywhere where you've lifted your hand. Come very quickly. I'm waiting for you right here. Come on. God bless you. Come. heart to you I'm sorry for all my sins today I humble myself before you Jesus cleanse me forgive me wash me with the blood of Jesus I give my heart to God today please write my name in the book of life in Jesus name I pray amen now lift your hand like this say after me Satan Satan." listen carefully from today in the name of Jesus I will not follow you again I belong to Jesus Christ and I will serve Jesus Christ lift your two hands say thank you Jesus for saving me today in Jesus name amen God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Now, all of you who came to the front, I want you to go with our pastor. Look at the signs. They follow me. He says, follow me. Follow the pastor. He's taking you to a good place. Okay? So go this way. Unless you left your bag or something, but if not, let's go. Go with our pastor. You may be seated. Take out your holy communion.
4: Take, eat, this is my body How many believe that
1: communion is also another supernatural thing?
4: Oh, yes. Drink, this is my blood Which was shed for you Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood Has eternal life For my flesh is meeting deep
1: a man may eat and not die as we partake of this Holy Communion may anything that threatens you threatens to kill you threatens to harm you threatens to supernaturally end your life we supernaturally abort it and block it and may the body of Jesus Christ the bread that came down from heaven that you might eat and not die, may it impart to you supernatural life, the body of Jesus Christ. made mistakes today your mistakes are washed by this blood may every evidence and every mistake and every error and every misdemeanor and every misstep and mistake that you have made be buried and wiped away by the blood of Jesus Christ the blood of Jesus your hands for your blessing. May the Lord remember you. May you rise supernaturally this week by the miracle of prophecies and prophesies and preaching prophesies by the miracles of dreams. Your dreams that came from the Lord by the miracles of visions may your life open up now to new dimensions things are now moving for you i prophesy things are now moving 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 every form of stagnation every form of stagnancy is quenched and aborted today in Jesus name things are moving I see in the realm of the spirit movement things are moving for you receive the blessing of things are moving things are moving things are moving things are moving by the power of God things that have been held up things that have stopped things that have stagnated things that are on hold for so long begin to move now in your life in the mighty name of Jesus, Savior of the world. May the Lord bless you. May he make his face shine on you. May he encourage you this week with good news that you've been waiting for for a long time. May you hear that good news this week. May every hold up in your life be overcome today. I see a best in front and a moving on. In all issues of concern in your life, receive this pray and everyone shouted amen God bless you what a blessing what a blessing every hold up in your life is broken through I see a breakthrough a breakthrough receive it in Jesus name amen you may be seated this week you will hear good news you've been waiting for it for a long time now finally finally You know, the Bible says that the day in Revelations, I think chapter 6 and the last verse. What is is that verse? Mm. Yes. For the great day of his wrath is come. You see, this was the lamb that was slain. When I read this verse, I thought about a lamb who is angry. You see, he's a lamb and he doesn't react for a long time. Then the day comes when the lamb gets angry. And then things change. So that's it. it. For the great day of his wrath is come. Look at the verse before. What does it say? And they said to the mountains, And rocks, fall on us, And hide us from the face of him That sitteth on the throne, And from the wrath of the Lamb. Hey, a lamp that is getting. When they were even going to slay him, He didn't make any comment. He said no comment. Everything, no comment. But then finally, The day of his wrath is come. So God's style is silence, 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 then one day wrath. So anybody who thinks that God is not reacting, or God is not seeing, no. He just watches for a long time, then the day of his wrath comes. So take your time when you are dealing with God. I hope I'm in the right church. I don't know if I'm in the right church. Am I in the right place?